Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first podcast from Destiny Youth. Uh, this is Matt here, and I've got Lauren as well. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about something that I personally like saying a lot to our youth that mm -hmm. I don't think a whole lot of people might understand. So we're going to unpack it a little bit, and that is daily encounters. So a daily encounter is when you choose to daily speak to God. It's making time for him in order for him to speak to you. You should be speaking to God throughout your day, just like Jesus was speaking to God all throughout his day. Um, this has been a thing throughout the Bible. E even from the beginning with the Garden of Eden, there was Adam and Eve daily speaking with God. Um, but there's always a place to start. So if you've never even spoken to God, or you've thought about talking to God, and you don't know how, we're going to unpack the daily encounter. So Lauren, how do you encounter God through the Holy Spirit on a daily basis? Yeah, that is a great question. And I think it's kind of changed through different seasons of my life. And right now, the best way for me I've found to connect with God is for it to be the first thing I do in my morning. Um, I love doing that because it just sets up the rest of my day to have my heart and my mind really focused on the Lord and the Holy Spirit. So how I start my day is I always like to um, begin by reading scripture. I am a learner, and so I feel like I really connect with the Lord by learning more about who he is, his character, what his word says about my life, and what his word says about who I am. Um, and then I'll usually spend... Um, you know, 20 to 30 minutes in prayer after I've read the word. And I really try to reflect during that time about what that word had said that morning. Um, so like for this morning, for example, I was reading through Second Peter chapter three, and I just spent a lot of time um, really reflecting on what God had spoken to me through those verses and spent a lot of time just praying through those particular verses in that chapter. Um, and I found that when I can take time to learn from the word and then pray, that's really where I can invite the Holy Spirit into my day and into my heart. And I can be kind of mulling over those things throughout my day. Yeah. So with you being a, a learner, because there's all sorts of different types of personalities out there and different giftings and all sorts of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, God designed us all differently. With you being a learner, you said that you've found it easier to read his word and then process it with him afterward. Yeah. Sort of like, cause you are a, a teacher Yes. <laughs> um, by profession. And so, uh, you know, you're bringing that, that part of your personality into that daily encounter with yes. God, not only with you learning, but then allowing him to teach you further on what you just learned. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, I know that for me, I, I like learning particular things, but I hated school. Um, I like learning about what I'm interested in, which sounds a little bit selfish, but it's true, uh, which thankfully I'm really interested in the Bible. I'm interested in the historical mm -hmm. aspect. I love looking up what, you know, words meant in the original Greek or what words meant in Hebrew. That way I can get a deeper understanding of, of what a scripture means. And I like learning that way. Uh, but one of my biggest ways that I connect with God is 
I, I go to the gym mm -hmm. almost every day and I walk to the gym. And so I take those moments when I'm walking to speak in tongues, pray in tongues and, and talk to him and ask him, hey, what do you want to talk to me about today? And literally make it a conversation between me and God uh, while I'm on my way to the gym and when I'm coming back, because sometimes I'll I'll go with somebody else. Uh, and But the times when I'm in the gym by myself, I'll just put music on and I'll just pray in tongues or I'll speak to God while I'm working out because I like to connect to God through movement, mm -hmm. which is a thing that a lot of people have missed out on in Christianity is they think that prayer is this like quiet. You have to be on your knees. You have to have your hands folded and your eyes closed when it's like, no, you can dance before the Lord yeah. in the same way that King David did. That's a way to connect to God. And we've really done a disservice to the body of Christ by saying it must be done in this way mm -hmm. instead of allowing for creativity and all these different things to flow or for people to just learn on their own and then bring things to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you obviously need to be in a church right. with people and you need to be submitted to a church because that's what the Bible says is the right thing to do. But a daily encounter means you are encountering God. Mm -hmm. It's not just I'm going to go encounter God on Sunday and listen to what this preacher has to say. And then I'm good for the week. Yeah. It's it's a corporate thing that you're doing together as a church. But God wants to talk to you every single day, no matter what you're doing. And we've really um, made church a religious practice. We've made talking to God a religious practice, something to a, a box to check, basically. Mm -hmm. And once you move past that and you get in that relationship with God where he speaks to you and you speak to him, it, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, when did you start having the, these personal connections with the Lord? Yeah, I think it started for me in uni because I did not grow up in a Christian household, did not know who the Lord was until I was probably about 16. So secondary school, probably the age of a lot of you guys here listening. And um, in secondary school, it was very much just I would go to church and that's where I would connect with the Lord. And then the rest of the week, it didn't really unpack, like impact my life. But when I got into uni, I just was facing all of these trials and all these tribulations. And I had um, a really great spiritual community there that just encouraged me that my walk with the Lord needed to be daily um, and that I should be looking into the word, praying, worshiping just with me and the Lord, not only on Sundays, but every day. And that made a huge difference in every aspect of my life moving forward in uni. Like the first year was so hard. And then once I made that like kind of transition to daily encounters with the Lord, not that necessarily the circumstances of uni got easier, but the way that I felt the Lord's presence throughout the rest of my time in uni empowered me to live more freely and more confidently and just handle all of those stresses so much better because I just felt like I was so empowered by his spirit. And so I've maintained that. I, I never wanted to lose that, um, yeah, that empowering the Holy Spirit. So I've just kept that with me ever since. 
Yeah. Now, I think there's because, I mean, growing up in America, especially in what's called the Bible Belt, where, you know, everyone's a, quote, Christian. Yeah. Whether they act like it or not. Uh, a lot of the times as a teenager, you're kind of given this idea of like you have to feed your spirit, you have to feed your soul, which is completely true. Mm -hmm. uh, but it it becomes a chore in in some ways when it's when it's religious, right? And it's not the relationship, and you can become so easily distracted. But for the feeding your spirit part, like you were saying with with uni, it didn't get easier. But knowing that the presence was there with you did make it easier to go through. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I think it's, you can compare it to if you go and eat McDonald's every single day and you're eating just junk food for the entirety of your week, you're going to come to your weekend and you're going to feel like garbage. Yeah. But if you eat healthy and like a clean diet throughout the week, you come to the weekend and you're probably going to feel great. And it's the same way with our spirit where, uh, and this is, this is where as a teenager, it was always, you know, the don't, don't watch TV, don't play video games, only read your Bible. It's like, <laughs> well, that's no fun. You know, because as, as a teenager, that, that doesn't sound fun. Right. But there is some truth to it, to where whatever you're putting into your spirit, that's going to come out later. Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't had that encounter with God, you know, and you notice, especially if you've lived your life with his presence, and then you're out of his presence for a period, you will start to feel it. And you'll you'll feel the opposite of his presence. You'll feel depression, you'll feel anxiety, you'll feel anxious, you know, all these things coming in, attacking you because you haven't taken the time to be in his presence. And that's where I think this world really needs to step into his presence and experience feeling him with them mm -hmm. because no matter what's going on when you have him with you it really doesn't matter yeah when it all boils down it's like yeah i had a bad day but god loves me and i know what eternity is going to be like with him mm -hmm. i mean you don't know specifics yeah and you, <laughs> you can't imagine how good it's going to be but you know it's like if if me feeling his presence like this right now is just a fraction of what I'm going to feel when I'm with him in eternity, it's all worth it. Definitely. So what are what are some other ways that you've tried connecting with God before, even if, you know, one didn't work out so well, but another one did? What? How have you explored connecting with God in different ways? Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, through seasons of my life, really connect through worship, like um, singing or like you said, dancing with the Lord. Um, and it's so funny because I like that you pointed out that we're all different um, because I would like blast worship music in my house and I'm married to a wonderful husband. And it used to like kind of, this sounds so strange, but it used to make him kind of upset. And he was feeling so guilty of like, why am I being upset by worship music? Like I'm a bad Christian. And he and I had a conversation of like, you don't have to like commercial worship music 
That's totally fine. It doesn't mean that you don't love the Lord and it doesn't mean that you don't still worship him. And so he has his own style of worship music that he listens to. Um, But yeah, sorry, little side note. So just as another encouragement, if you feel like, oh, other people like worship, but I don't like commercial worship music or the, you know, popular worship music, that's totally, that's totally fine. Don't feel like, you know, you're any less of a a Christian or that the Lord is going to like think poorly of you because he, his heart for you is to, to worship him. And it's not, you know, to sing a specific song or to do a specific thing. It's just in your heart to be worshiping him, whether that's through death metal worship music like Matt or through, you know, I don't know, mercy culture worship music or whatever it is. Um, Cause you imagine though, get, <laughs> getting to heaven and then the Lord is like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'm so glad you're here, but listen, because you didn't like Hillsong, you're not going to get the full <laughs> reward of heaven. Like you're not going to get your mansion covered in gold. We got a we got a nice tree house for you. <laughs> you know, I would I like Hillsong, so I would be fine. But for all of you Hillsong haters, that would be rough. <laughs> so yeah, worship is one. Sorry, back to the question. Worship is one. And then I also have found like, especially if I'm taking time in nature, like camping or hiking, that really moves my spirit. And I really feel the spirit of uh, the Holy Spirit in those moments, just because I'm in awe of God's creation and the beautiful things that he's made for us to enjoy. And I think so much of nature worships him um, yeah. just in its its existence. Um, so yeah, those are probably some main ways I don't know if there's a way that I've tried that didn't vibe with me. <laughs> I don't know if I've yeah. like tried something that was like, mm, that didn't work. But <laughs> I'm open to trying things and having them fail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nature was a big one for me because you can feel spiritual anywhere and connect with God anywhere. But there's nothing like getting out in nature mm-hmm. in the thing that he created that has been surviving ever since the beginning of time Mm -hmm. and doing what it was told to do. There's just something so powerful about that. Like uh, I'll I'll go with my wife and my kids to one of the many lakes here and then just look at a rock. And this sounds so simple and so childish, but there's, there's so much power to it. I'll just look at a rock and be like, man, like the things that this rock has seen, Like the amount of time that this thing has been here and and the fact that it's it, it's been there and it will be there well beyond when I'm dead. Yeah. Is something that's so incredible to think about. Uh, but then also just how nature just works. It's it's always there doing its thing regardless of what we are doing. It's just out there living its life, you know, and that I think that brings glory to God. It's like he told nature what to do, how to act. And it's been doing that ever since. And it's just such a testament to how good he is. But not only that, how incredibly intelligent God is. Yeah. Because everything works together so well, uh, just with the ecosystem and everything. And so getting out in nature and seeing that, uh, it really just changes your your perspective from just being in your bedroom somewhere or being in a church. You can just kind of find yourself in awe mm-hmm. of creation. 
like looking at the size of the ocean and feeling so small, yet the Bible says that he gathers all of the waters in the palm of his hand. It's just like, wow. Yeah, that is crazy. So when you're having your daily encounters, um, I know that I have particular things that I do, particular things that I say that uh, are very much me in the way that I invite the Holy Spirit in, but what does it look like for you in your home to invite the Holy Spirit into your, your daily encounter? Yeah, for me, I first, when I talk to the Holy Spirit, I address first, like, Holy Spirit, if there's any, like, sin issues in my heart or if I've been, you know, reading this scripture wrong from, like, Lauren's perspective instead of your perspective, please, like, make those sins aware to me so that I can confess them and um, move forward from them. And then also make clear to me your interpretation of this word and not mine. Yeah. And then um, I, from that point, I feel like I can move into a time of, Holy Spirit, please fill me with your presence, fill me with your wisdom, and fill me with your character so that I can, as I walk through um, this time of prayer, really encounter you. And then as I walk through my day, be living in a way that honors you and embodies you rather than in a way that, you know, suits Lauren's desires. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Starting off with repentance. And even if you can't think of anything to, you know, repent for, I mean, none of us are perfect. Definitely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even, even in the times where we feel like, Hey, I was pretty good this, this past week, you know, even in those times, there's still a moment where you can ask the Holy Spirit, hey, did I do anything that was not of your heart? Um, just because God is perfection and we're not. Mm -hmm. And there's always something to improve upon. There's always something where even if it wasn't necessarily a sin, it could have been something where God was like, hey, you should have handled this a little bit differently. You should have been a little more softer in your reply to this, you know, regardless of whether your reply was bad or not. Like he's corrected me plenty of times and said, hey, you need to soften up on this person in particular. Uh, or the next time that you're dealing with this situation, try dealing with it this way and you'll get a better outcome. Right. There's always plenty of times that he's done that. So starting off with repentance is key and coming before the spirit of God in complete humility. And like you said, like, Lord, this is about you. It's not about me. Make me more like you. Mm -hmm. Somebody who comes before him with like a pharisaical heart or a heart full of pride where it's like, oh God, thank you so much that I'm not like those crazy pagans out there. Thank you that I'm such <laughs> a good person. You know, he's going to be like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I'm good. I'm the only thing that is good. What's going on here? I've had the greatest encounters when it has started from a place of humility. Mm -hmm. That's why earlier talking about nature, it's just so important because it, being out there humbles you. It does. It's yeah. like, I can't do any of this. I can literally only see what, maybe four or five miles in front of me. Yet God sees the entirety of the universe. Who am I? I I'm I'm nothing in, in comparison to that. But one of the one of the things that I love with my encounters is I'm, I also love history, 
and I love the old ways of doing things. I'm just so interested in that. Um, but when you look at the, the temple, when they would come into the presence of God, obviously you had the high priest who was the one who could go into the Holy of Holies, uh, where the Ark of the Covenant was. But when you look at the practice of them coming into the temple courtyard, making their sacrifice, passing on their sins to the animal, you, you start off with humility and repentance before you even go into the temple itself. Uh, and then once you're in there in the, the holy place, not the holy of holies, but in the holy place where you're close to his presence, then you're able to, to go in there and experience it. And now because of Jesus, like the, the curtain leading into the Holy of Holies was torn. Uh, for those of you who don't know the, the importance of that is only the high priest, which was one guy, could go into the place where the actual tangible presence of God was. And if you weren't that guy, you were in absolute trouble. And there was that curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. So you could only get close to God's presence. But because Jesus died on the cross and defeated sin, we now have access to the holy of holies, access to the tangible presence of God. We forget the importance and we forget the awe and the wonder and the respect, the absolute reverence of the presence of God and what the the Hebrews had to go through in order to experience the presence. And we have it for free. Like if you're a born again Christian, you have access for free and we just sometimes take it for granted so much. Yeah, that is definitely true. And even for me, like I found myself where there's been moments where I'm like, wow, I really should have invited the spirit into this situation. And so, you know, even us as your leaders, like we can grow in our connection with yeah. the spirit as well. Um, but that's so true. I think we do really take for granted just the easy access we have to the Lord that because he died on the cross and he was that perfect sacrifice, we now have basically like a bridge between us and God mm -hmm. before we were separated because of sin. But now Christ and the cross have bridged that. So we do have that direct connection anytime, anywhere, any way that we want to encounter with the Lord. Yeah. The way that I like to enter into it is obviously remembering what Jesus has done because he was that perfect sacrifice mm -hmm. to take sin away. So I start off by remembering what he did. And then I like to tell God that he's holy solely because in the Bible, it talks about how the angels that encircle his throne in heaven, they pass by and they see a new aspect of him and then they shout holy. So 24 seven, there's angels just shouting holy because they're discovering new things about God. And so if that's what's going on in heaven, I want to do it here. Yeah. I want to copy whatever is happening up there so that I can experience it down here. So I declare, God, you are holy. Jesus, you are holy. Holy Spirit, Spirit of the living God, you are holy. And then I ask the Holy Spirit to take me into the holy place. And like some days there's really incredible encounters with God where it's like instantly, as soon as I say, take me into the holy place, 
there's just this rush of I don't know it's like goosebumps just like run down my body and it's like almost like electricity flowing that you just feel a wave go over your body and then there's other days where it's like I'm really pressing in it's like oh god bring me into the holy place please I, I need to be in your presence and then it takes maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. but then after that 10 minutes it's like boom and then you're brought in and it's like ah oh, there it is and I think in those times, it's a test of your hunger. Yeah. Which God is good and he wants to speak with us. But at the same time, it's like, where is your hunger for his presence at? Because it is free. His presence is absolutely available to you. But how much do you love him and how much are you willing to chase after him? Yeah, that's definitely true. I think... Um, for those of you who were here this last Friday, Pastor Matt challenged like everyone in the youth to spend 10 minutes a day praying, praying in their um, prayer language, their holy language with the Lord. And then he challenged us as leaders to do 20 minutes. And I spent my 20 minutes this morning and it was crazy how fast that time actually went. Yeah. Like initially I was like, Ooh, 20 minutes, it's going to go for a long time, but it actually went by so fast. And I was like, Whoa, that was already 20 minutes like that's crazy um because like you said once when we do have that desire and that hunger to be in the presence of the spirit it's crazy how much we enjoy it that it yeah. it then doesn't even feel like oh this is a burden this is a chore instead it, it's a great joy and so yeah definitely an encouragement i know at times it can feel like are you listening are you there and um really pushing through those doubts and those fears to be committed to Walking in God's presence is so important. Yeah. I mean, the Bible says it should be a joy to be in his presence. And it also says that your trials should be considered a joy because you go through those trials in his presence. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people out there who they say they're a Christian. They go through, you know, the religious thing. They come to church on Sunday and then they go home and they do nothing with it. And then trials come and they're like, oh, but this whole Christian thing is supposed to be fun and easy. And now my life is hard and I don't, God, why are you letting this happen? And it's like, no, that, that you've missed the entire point. What you're doing is a practice one hour or less a week. Like I devote more time to going to the gym. Mm -hmm. People devote more time to playing video games or to school fill in the blank. You probably devote more time to laundry than you do just going to, to church for the one hour a week. I like to say it's a, people think that uh, church is like a spiritual diet pill. It's the magic pill where it's like, lose 50 pounds in <laughs> one day, you know? And it's like, no, that's not the way that it works. You still need to put in the work. You have to be willing to change. And when I was a personal trainer, People would come in wanting to lose weight. And the first step was always, are you willing to actually do this and put in the work? Because if you're not, you're not going to get there. And that's the first step is you choose. How hungry are you for it? Uh, and one thing that we've encouraged the, the youth is like, if you're not hungry for it and you don't feel yourself like wanting more, pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a hunger. Yeah. Like whatever the fruit of the spirit is that you need, whatever it is that you need to to walk in this 
life with Jesus more closely, you can ask him. And the worst thing that you can do is say, oh man, I messed up. God probably doesn't want to talk to me today. Because that's the opposite of God. That is yeah. the enemy telling you, oh, you're not good enough for God. God doesn't want to talk to you. You need to go away. You need to make sure that you're not sinning first. Then you can go talk to God. It's like, no, no, no. You go and you confess mm -hmm. what you need help with to God because he's a good father who wants to help you. Yeah. So my encouragement to everyone listening to this, if you have felt like you don't have that hunger, just ask, ask for it. As much as it takes, continue to ask. Because once you get that hunger and you get in his presence, you will not be able to get enough of it. So after listening to this podcast, our challenge for you is, if you haven't taken the Connect With God quiz, go and take that quiz, figure out how you connect with God. Uh, if you want to take it, if you follow us on Instagram, it's youth.destiny on Instagram. We'll post the QR code to go and take the test. Take it, see what it says, and then try one of those things, one of your top answers for 10 minutes each day. And don't just say like, oh, I connect through movement, so I'm going to go and take a jog. No, no, don't g just go take a jog. Invite the Holy Spirit to go on the jog with you. Um, it, it's actually really interesting how much he responds when you invite him, because uh, he's a gentleman. He's not going to just show up <laughs> and uh, and scare you on your on your jog. Invite him into whatever it is that you are going to try for 10 minutes and then see what he has to say. See how you feel. See what happens. Yeah, I think that's a great challenge. And, you know, really commit to it. Don't just say you're going to do it and then not do it. Um, I really would encourage you guys to take this challenge seriously and to to make this a priority in your life because ultimately, speaking of jogging, physical training is of some value, but training in godliness holds so much more value because it has value in this life and in the life to come. Yes. You only have this body for a certain amount of years, but your spirit is going to live forever and it's up to you what's going to happen to that spirit. So I know what I want to happen with mine. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but... 10 minutes, figure out how you connect with God and try one of those ways for 10 minutes each day and see what happens. On behalf of myself and Lauren, thank you for listening. Uh, there will be more to come. And in the next few episodes, I think we're actually going to start to go over each connect with God type individually mm -hmm. and discuss more further on those and maybe have somebody on who connects with God in that way to talk about it. So any closing thoughts? Um, don't forget to do your 10 minutes. That's my closing thought. Don't, don't forget. Do it. Do it. Just Say like Christ is Lord. <laughs> yes. Say Christ is Lord. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>